Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. What others see within me is none of my business. How they treat me is my responsibility. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. Thank you for that beautiful affirmation, Jane, which ties in, of course, superbly with our theme today, criticism, which came off the back of another fantastic reader email. Keep them coming. You can private message us on Facebook, which is what most of you seem to like to do. And this girl, who of course shall remain nameless, wrote to us and said, I would like to hear what you have to say about criticism, how to handle criticism, and more importantly, how to distinguish between legitimate criticism and psychic attack. Oh, we liked this one, didn't we, Jane? We did. I'm surprised we haven't covered off on this before. We just didn't think about it. Well, it's a great one. So thank you so much. Oh, sorry. That was my love heart necklace banging on the table. Thank you so much for um, sending us this email. It's a great one. Yeah. Okay. Look, this is why I wrote that affirmation to go with this story is that it is each person's privilege to see in another whatever it is they choose to. And so, if somebody sees within me something that displeases them, it says more about them than it does about me. If, however, as a result of that, they treat me in a manner that I'm not comfortable with or don't wish to be treated, then it is my responsibility to have a look at what is it that I'm triggering in them and question, is this something that is happening with more than one person? Yeah, see, this is... This is an interesting one because on the one, what you're sort of saying is on the one hand there's the whole if anyone whatever anyone th- thinks about you is their stuff. Yeah. But on the other hand, there is something that you've attracted in there or needs to be owned. Yes. That, that there could be a lesson or a learning that's been observed yes. in, in your behaviour. So, for example, if one person says, um, "Jane, I find you really unapproachable. Um, I can't talk to you at all about anything." Um, then I would think, well, that's probably their own thing because the majority of people sound very easy to talk to and they're very easy to share their vulnerabilities with. So I would find because I know myself and I know what my interactions with others are, I would let that go as being something that is theirs. Now, if that person was important to me, then I would take time to rapport build and make them feel comfortable because how they treat me is my responsibility to help them to have the relationship that we're both desiring, if they're important to me. If they're not, then I just let it go as being a unique thing to them. Versus somebody who says, Jane, I find you are um, uh, really, you, you never have time for me. And I would have to own that and say, well, actually, probably a lot of people would say that because I am, one thing I am is very time poor. And so therefore, that's something for me to own. Is this damaging the, the, the relationships that I have? Do I need to look at my work-life balance? Do I need to look at oh, my life balance full stop and, um, and allocate more time to the people that are important in my life? So that then is something that I need to take on board. So I think there's two things here. I'm just going to boil it down into black and white. The first one is who is the person saying the criticism? Is it someone who's trying to get your job? Is it someone who has never liked you since kindergarten? What's their agenda? Yeah. 
Or is it, you know, your best friend since you were four who knows you in and out, through and through, and who who hasn't had a bad day and, and, and who is balanced and normal and is, and is actually telling you for a reason? Okay, so we look at the, the, the giver of the information. The second thing is look at how your body responds. Is there an immediate charge on it for you? So when you hear the thing being said about you, to you, do you get your hackles up? Are your buttons pushed? Does your heart beat faster? Do you immediately react in the negative? And not just uh, a polite, neutral sort of a negative, but an over-abnormal response negative, like a immediately defensive or a rise of emotion. Okay, because if somebody says to me, hey, Rebecca, you know, I've just got a criticism to make. I think that you're like a green-speckled, you know, sulfur-crested um, monster from the planet Wop Wop, and I have no reaction to that. It's because there's no part of me that owns that as being true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And nice. if somebody says something that I actually I do get a reaction to, well, it usually there's a bit of a grain of truth in it, and you're overreacting because your body knows it's true, and you might not have quite admitted it to yourself yet. Jane. <laughs> so, therefore, in that scenario, that criticism is an amazing gift for you to find another part of yourself to heal, to own, and to love, which, of course, always comes back to self-love. So all criticisms are gifts, you know, because it's, they're all – I know the delivery can sometimes sting – um, but they're always about an opportunity for a little bit of enlightenment. On exactly. It's shining light on something. Exactly. And I actually found, well, the criticism has actually been what's helped me, I won't say the most, but a lot to actually really start to own the depths of multifaceted sides of who I am. And we can only do that by having a mirror held up to us. So that is yeah. the gifts that we get. And then rather than spending all your energy hating on that person for the next fortnight, why don't you take all that same amount of energy and redirect it inside and just do a check, do a sweep and say, well, is there something in here that doesn't sit quite right? And, and if not, why aren't I cool with this? It's interesting because I also have found that the more work I've done on myself, it's like, you know, you were saying, am I a sulfur crested whatever? It's, I used to always use the saying that if somebody came along and said, oh, that Jane, she's a bit of a snake, and I'd actually be quite puzzled. I would have no reaction. I'd go, that's interesting. It's an interesting observation you think I'm a snake because actually I know I'm a giraffe. Neutral I know giraffe. who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you know who you are. It helps. <laughs> and you have no neutral charge, uh, no, no charge at all. Yeah then you know there's just nothing in it. But it's also, and I found that when a criticism, there was one that came my way about 12 months ago, scathing email from uh, an ex-member. And I, unfortunately, I don't win with, I know I share most of the success stories on here, but I have some that aren't. And unfortunately, this guy, I wasn't able to help. I tried, 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 didn't, didn't happen. Various different reasons. And I got this email saying that uh, I can't remember exactly what was in it because there was no nothing that rang true, but it was that I kind of worked the room. Oh, there was one thing that was interesting, his observation. I watch you at the large events. You swan in and work the room only talking to the people that are rich and can feed your pockets with money. Now, the interesting thing was that that's actually I'm not at all and never have been motivated by money. Otherwise, I've never had really career in dance like the lowest paid profession professions you could ever have. Yes. <laughs> so I've never been motivated by money. So that made me laugh. But he was quite correct in that I do swan around the room and I'm very particular about who I talk to. Why? Because energetically I could drown in a room full of people that have got so many insecurities going on early in the evening that I have to be very specific. So I actually just very gently touch 
each person very briefly and move on. So he was correct that he went on to say all these other accusations that were just not true. And so I read it and I thought, wow, I did go within first. I think it's really important to go within first and go, is there any grain of truth in this? Am I delusional? Is there something I'm doing that I'm not owning? And I read through each point and the only one I came up with was he was right about how I do work a room. He was mm. quite right about that, but his the reasons were different to what he assumed. So then I thought, well, what do I do with this email? And I just left it. Deleted it. I just deleted yeah. it. I didn't do anything. You know, because I thought there's nothing, nothing. It's all 100% his stuff. And I'd already been trying to help him, and he was stuck in victim mode. It wasn't his fault. Nothing was his fault. So I'm not going to fix that. So you've got to walk away. Mm. But as you say, who delivered the message? You know, it was somebody that whose opinion. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter. He certainly matters, but I'm not going to give my power to somebody that I don't consider to be consciously aware and delivering helpful, constructive criticism to me, which is very, very different from you. Don't have been a politician. She's able to word everything. So it's hilarious (laughs) that you say that because my great uncle was a politician. He was a federal senator. Well, he's sitting over your shoulder. And (laughs) I wanted to go into politics at 16. And funnily enough, back then, this is way before Margaret Thatcher time, I said I wanted to be Australia's first female president. And so I was a little activist back then. Yeah. And he said to me, Jane, you'd be absolutely hopeless because it's all about compromise. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, just on a side note, because I'm so proud of Uncle Clem, he actually sat on United Nations. He helped write the act. Of course, it was back back in the 57, 67, something like that, Senator Ridley, and I just thought that was so funny. I wish he was alive now so I could chat with him. But anyway, there you go. All good. Up in the the ether, Jane. Yes, that's it. So, okay. I digress. Sorry. It's okay. Lots of things. To, to cram in here because this is just such a fascinating topic with lots of offshoots. Another thing I was going to say is, you know, maybe the lesson in the criticism you've just received is it might not actually be about what is said, but if the if the delivery or the arrival of the criticism sends you into a heart pounding jellied mass, if you're scared, if you're feeling like your world's rocked and 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 you're kind of letting that person push you around or bully you, there could be actually a whole other lesson at play here which has to do with inner strength, personal boundaries, and self-belief. So on the one hand, it might be just the gift of the words that were given. On another hand, it might actually be the fact that this has shown up in your life in maybe a little bit of an aggressive type of a delivery might have more to do around the fact that you're not really owning your space, your energy, and your self-love. Do you think so, Jane? Yeah, I do. We should be able to both deliver and receive criticism effortlessly and easily. And I think I've said this several times in other podcasts that when you deliver a message with love, compassion and kindness, the soul knows no resistance. Because we don't even use the word criticism for that. Like it's not if I wanted to give somebody what I thought, that's more about honesty of it's about speaking your truth lovingly and kindly. Well it's also about saying what is criticism. You know, what is it? Well, here's a bag of words. Because, I I mean, if you were to say to me, um, if you went, you could see that I was self-sabotaging in some area of my life that you knew I didn't want to, you would be able to say that so effortless to me and just say, oh, I think you're doing this, this and this. Mm. And there's absolutely no sting to it because I know your intent is the highest for me to have the best life I possibly can. To help you, So there is no buttons to be pressed or anything it's like right i respect your wisdom you are somebody that i will give my power to 
which also comes back to who are you giving your power to? Right. And you, you started right at the beginning with who's delivering the message. Yeah. So you deliver a message to me. I know that that is wisdom to be shared with. So or is it the same thing? If it's is got wisdom a, and criticism the same no. thing that it's in the way it's delivered? Yeah, if it's got a sting in the tail, sometimes that extra bit of sting is because the person has an agenda, the person is manipulative or actually wants to hurt you, right. the person could be a bully, the person might have just had a bad day and you got in the way. Like it's not what's their agenda. Where are they coming from? And so that's an important question to ask. And so when yeah. I had this email to come back to that, this and look, the only reason I'm going back to this email with is because I think it's really exciting when you get to a point where somebody can actually really quite attack you yeah. and it's got, it has a tiny, sting's not the word, but it has an emotional reaction because, oh, my gosh, it's just not nice when somebody attacks you. But that's all it is mm. and it's gone very quickly. You're actually very safe and it's important to yes. remember that. Yes. You're always very safe. And it's a wonderful sign from the universe of how far you've come in your self-development, in your self-growth and even more how empowered you actually are. And that's actually what all these podcasts are about is how to empower the individual. And serial criticizers, a bit like bullies who do it a lot and they're really good at it, just remember that those people are so good at the language of criticism because either they've been heavily criticised by a parent growing up so they're really used to being like, taking it and or they're highly critical of their own selves. Oh, absolutely. So this is their language. Okay, well, we can say criticism is judgment. That can be another word for it. We can only, when we judge another, we can only see in them that that is within us. Oh, everybody write that absolutely down. absolutely true. I'll say it again. Shut I've said this so many times. When you judge another, you can only see within them that that is within you. Because the only things that tick you off about other people or society or concepts in general are the things you haven't made peace with inside yourself yet. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so it's, it's, it is very interesting to go, you know, what are the top three things that we've done this before on another podcast, but it's relevant to criticism here. Mm. What's the top three things that you see about, name any person, it doesn't matter who it is, like the girl that's at the office next door, three things about her. That doesn't matter whether it's positive or negative, but they're all qualities that are within you. Yeah. Now, if it's somebody you like, you're going to reel off three positive things, and guess what? They're within you. If it's three negatives, they're in you too. You can't see what you don't know. And this is why I always use the word filters, and I talk about filters a lot when I'm using spiritual talk um, because of people who channel or bring in energies it has to come in through your filter is what I like to say but what that means is of course everyone's grown up everyone has a story everyone's been programmed by mum and dad everyone's soaked up beliefs along the way whether they admit it or not you know we've all got our own inner wiring our own stories and those are our filters and some people have a lot of mud in their filters they've done no self-development work they're not self-aware they're not asking self-exploratory questions they haven't done the self-help you know and other people have fairly clean and quite healthy filters or filters that bounce back or, are, you know, just moderate and, and more normalised, let's say. I can't use the word normal ever, ever, ever. <laughs> that, bar, that word's of, of bad. Everything's of, of normal and nothing nothing's is normal. normal. So where am I going? Filters. So I just want you to remember, look, if you've just received an epic criticism from somebody, it's kind of that thing. First of all, just remember, whatever's coming out of their mouth is part is due to their filter. It's due to the way that they see the world. It's due to their own story and what's currently pushing their buttons. And it's, you know, you just don't know 
that whole walk a mile in another person's shoes. You don't know what their day's been. You don't know what their year's been. Maybe three people just died on them. Maybe they're feeling completely hopeless in life right now. You know, maybe they've got a toothache and they just can't think straight. Everything's annoying. You know, you just don't ever presume to know the backstory, um, you know, of, of, of why you may have accidentally just gotten in the path of something that's been. But then, there, and therein steps the divine, but you were in the way. It did come your way and it did hit you in the face. Why did you show up to receive that criticism and what gift can you take from it and then move on as fast as possible? Exactly. Don't, you know, wallow in this. If you do struggle with this kind of concept, one of the most beautiful books to read is uh, The Four Agreements by Don Ruse. How do you say it? You say it beautifully. Well, Ruse, you're really like Some Spanish R U R U I Z. Love Top No, Toltec Tribe, an oh. ancient elder wisdom, beautiful book I'm of wisdom. Yes. yes, I absolutely adore him. His first speech, first stage presentation outside of um, of the US, um, I actually got to see. He was amazing speaker, amazing. Um, so this little book, The Four Agreements, is about be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions. And do your best. Now, the two that people that relate particularly here to criticism is uh, don't make assumptions and don't take things personally. It's, it's such simple concepts, but they are everything. Massive. everything. Absolutely massive. Well, that's what they're saying. These four rules will absolutely clean your life up. Mm. And it's a simple book to read. It's very, very easy. I've gifted this to so many people. Mm. Um, so I highly encourage you to get that. It's very easy to get hold of that book. Now, if you then find that you are starting to do the work and you're starting to not take things so personally and you're not making assumptions, this is where the, one of the others becomes very important is you have to be impeccable with your word. You get good with words so that you can articulate things and ask the correct questions. So somebody has a criticism of you, you then go in with soft energy, speaking from kindness, speaking with compassion and ask the questions. It sounds to me as though... You believe I have been making you feel this way. Ask the question. Repeat it back to them. Is this what you're saying? And you calm it all down and you get to the guts of it. Beautiful. So that's where the words are needed. So that's why you need the third one. And the fourth one, of course, would be your best. Uh, always do your best. The gift in that is recognizing that really most of the time we're always doing our best. But we're beating ourselves up because our best may not be as good as it was yesterday or maybe our best could be better tomorrow. Lighten up on that and acknowledge that the best is what we are doing in any given moment. Yeah. And so that varies depending on what situation we're in. Beautiful, beautiful. Also, let's look at reverse or accidental criticism. Hmm. Do we want to talk about passive-aggressive? Yes, but I was going to say, have you ever been in a situation, Jane, where you've been saying something, not even thinking or realising, and the other person has reacted off the Richter scale and you didn't see it coming? Because I've had that happen once before, and just the other day a boy comes to me and goes, why a girl so screwed in the head? I said, what do you mean? He goes, I was just talking to this chick and she started going crazy on me. And I said, darling, you just... You just triggered something in her that's a really big issue for her. You didn't have any idea you probably used a trigger word or something that's a really hot theme for her right now. You've accidentally criticised her. You, I know you had not that intention at all, um, but somebody's actually been really hurt by your words. I've had someone try and walk out of a restaurant when we were in the middle of a conversation. It was like nothing was being said aggressively or manipulatively or all, like nothing like that, but it triggered something in her that was so deep she just lost the plot in one split second. Right. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> I've been a bit naughty with that in the past. Have you now, Jane? I have. Tell us. Because my little mantra of life is that the number one thing I want to do is comfort the disturbed. My second favourite thing, disturb the comfortable. <laughs> I know it's naughty, isn't it? And by comfortable, I mean people that, what are they? I don't even know how to describe they're them. They're a bit too subtle. They are. They're, they're not just thinking not, enough. They're not thinking enough. They're not. Exactly. So, yeah. therefore, I'm pretty good at doing stuff like that to press a few buttons and get some fiery conversations started. Having said that, I've actually got tired of it. I don't do it much That's anymore. different to what I'm talking about. But I, I can't think of it happening to me, but uh, sorry, where I've done it to others, but I've had it done to me during my time of, of growth, of, of learning, which, well, when I say my time, it's forever and onwards. But I guess what I'm referring to is is the time when I really went the deepest I could to try and just heal and change my life. You know, when you, you just have that moment in life of I can't continue this way, I've got to change. And so then I became more consciously aware and started studying and healing and, you know, doing all of the things that we do, listen to podcasts and, or in my day, cassette tapes. <laughs> um, people used to, I've always shared wisdom. That's, I've just always done it from the time I was quite young, like in my teenage years I can remember and very much in my early 20s was that if I got a new concept and it was really working for me, I couldn't wait to share it with other people. Yeah. Now, whether that's part of wanting to be the leader, whether it's part of wanting to be a healer, whether it's being a teacher or whether it's actually just wanting to cement what I know by articulating it and trying it out on someone else to make it deeper, that the lesson deeper and more ingrained within me. Hence why I still love doing these sorts of podcasts because it just, it's just been a life plan. Yeah. And then over time, people give you different labels of what you are. Like I just used to say, I just, you know, I like having deep conversations and I like sharing wisdom. Then people would say, oh, you're a coach. Or, are you a counsellor? Are you a psychologist? Are you, I don't know how many times I've been asked, are you a psychologist? And I've answered that question. Um, and and that's fine because I think I've probably studied the equivalent of two PhDs, but it's been my version of whatever it is I've wanted to learn. Yeah. But I went through a stage where um, if people said, you're not a psychologist, you've got no right to be on radio, it used to really press a big button in me, big button. Um, thankfully now that's gone. Yeah. Um, but that would press such a button in me that I had no filter. And I would react and just spit fire back. Yeah. Why? Because it's my stuff. Because I wasn't feeling that I was worthy enough. Yeah. Because I didn't have the piece of paper. Unresolved stuff. It is. Absolutely. Mm. So I totally get it. Which, by the way, as a side note, I'm over that now. So I'm pleased I haven't got that piece of paper for me personally. Now, (laughs) I just want to read a bit more of this girl. She actually wrote quite a lengthy letter to us, and and this bit in the middle here. So she basically relates an incident where she calls her a frenemy, informed me unprompted that I was a passionate person that made people weary to disagree with me. Later in the conversation, it came out this was how she specifically felt, and it had to do with her own insecurities because they're in the same profession. This bit I put in bold. I have no doubt that I make people feel this way sometimes. But what I did not like was the way she universalised it to make it seem that her experience is that of everyone else. Oh, don't we love the word we? We instead of I. We all feel 
oh, right, so we're going to bring the army in because we're not brave enough to stand up and just speak for ourselves. Mm. So we're going to give the illusion that there's a whole heap of us that have all been talking about this and we have all had enough that I have voted myself to be the spokesperson to deliver this message to you. And that's what's oh, going on here. So this, exactly. is, this word universalised, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's another form of passive aggression, would you say? Oh, it is, totally. Yeah. And it, well, it is, it is the ultimate passive-aggressive. It is the number one textbook perfect passive-aggressive behaviour. You know, I will get an email from somebody that's gone to a dinner and they'll say, we all, we all agree that that restaurant, you know, really wasn't up to standard of what we were expecting. And I'll get, so there's six at a dinner, and I get that email going, oh, no, I wonder what happened. It's normally a great restaurant. And then I get five. The other five will say that was a great night, loved it, happy to go back there again. You know, one person not standing in their own power. But what it clearly says, I've noticed the pattern for years in these different situations. When people use we, they're usually somebody that actually feels invisible. Mm. They feel they're not heard in every area of their life. And so as a result, they don't feel brave enough, strong enough to be speaking as an individual and they feel that they've got to collectively gain energy from other people. Right. And, um, oh, it's a bullying technique. Yeah. Um, But if you call it on them and just say, look, absolutely happy to talk to you about this, please drop the we. I'll speak to you individually about our situation. There is no we, though. Yeah, good one. I mean, I'm just quickly looking for tools and techniques here. I mean, someone told me years ago, which is great advice that I have used in the past, if anyone ever kind of just goes bananas on you and has a bit of a meltdown, and look, that could include criticism or it could just include an out-and-out, somebody's just ranting, raving and screaming and having a massive go at you. The only question you really need to ask them is, um, how would you like to resolve this? That's all you need to ask because it actually puts it all back on them and you actually get to hear what they really want. Do you know what? We should just start the podcast, say that one statement and stop it. That's it. it, it that is brilliant. Um, I've actually even used that with real estate agents. I've used it with anyone who, who kind of has how a How do you want to resolve this? How would you like to resolve this? As in, all right, look, I don't need to hear the backstory. I don't need to hear you rant at me for an hour. Just what's what's the essence of the problem? What do you want? Yeah, what would you like what to have happen like? from here? And then I'll know if I can deliver that or not, but I don't need to be screaming. And in that moment, when they give the answer, you do not have to make a decision. You then say, thank you very much for sharing that with me. Please leave it with me. I'll get back to you. Thanks, Go Jane. away. Think about it. All right, that's your only talk, so you need. You that of- is it. That is it. But that doesn't stop the emotion, the feeling. That that stops the conflict in that moment, which is very powerful. Look, I think if, the if feelings had- then are, are still got to be dealt with. If you've had a really harsh day and you've received a sort of criticism that feels a bit like a stab to the ribcage, sometimes it can be really useful just to get home in your own private space and get out the old notepad or the journal and the pen and just write out your feelings. If you're feeling, maybe you need to go and have a bit of a cry because actually the shocker that's really upset you, you know, whatever the, the awful, heavy, yucky feeling is, let that pass through, write it out or cry it out till you get back to a little bit more of a neutral place of clarity just for yourself. Just take the charge off it as much as you can so you can look at it objectively. Did they have a point? If so, what do I need to do for myself? Thank you for the gift and move on. You know? Now, we need to just t- touch off on this lady's last thing Psychic about um, – oh, well, oh, okay, yes, because we're running out of time. Yeah. Right, well, let's go there because I was just going to quickly say, though, what? that I do believe that this lady feels invisible and so her way of dealing with this lady, if she's important with her, they're in this, a, a colleague, is to look at better rapport building for with her and if she is important, maybe you do have to tone down the um, – I'm not sure what the words were, but the, the passionate battles. That's right. Uh, because I used to be a passionate battle fighter and it is exhaustive for people around you to 
have it all the time. So maybe you have to tone it down. The question is, is she important and you, you need to and jump into psychic attacks? She's also mentioned boundaries. So it's all about that. Um, she says, the woman who wrote us a letter says, my boundaries is not as good as they should be to begin with. So she might have called in this sort of this bully. Okay. In the first place. Okay. So, you know, yeah. choose who you're going to be sharing your wonderful, amazing, passionate, self with you know you're obviously mm. highly passionate about certain areas in your life and that's fabulous we love our you know evangelistic people that are out there being being radical reformers so keep the work going but, but choose but your audience and choose your timing if your boundaries are not fully intact you may be attracting in some quite full-on energies that you're not quite prepared or know how to handle and there's some good learnings there yeah like that is for you now do you I, want to very quickly very touch quickly, on psychic attacks all i wanted to say is because the question was how do you to distinguish between legitimate criticism and psychic attack look psychic attacks hold up thing it's, it's energetic and look it can be delivered through words or through nasty statements like criticism but psychic attacks something you feel Every time you think about having to go see, like, the sister-in-law, heavy gut feeling. You know, every time you think about that boss or you have to deal with that boss, it's like going into mud into their office. Like, it, it's really energy. And, in fact, I reckon that could be a whole I actually show. think we need to do that we'll show, do show because I have had up. a massive psychic attack done to me twice from two very powerful energetic people well, so like. we need to talk about that i'd love to hear those stories jane mm. let's wrap up today on your gorgeous strong affirmation okay what others see within me is none of my business how they treat me is my responsibility write that down make it your mantra for this week and until next week we are always on the wellnesscouch.com every wednesday with a free half hour show for your listening pleasure Jane's going to give you the Facebook page. Yes, it's facebook.com forward slash love life show, one word. Love to hear from you. Yeah, keep the ideas coming so we can talk to you about the things that really matter. And until next week, be strong, know your boundaries, deflect criticisms, do yourself work, be happy. Have a great week. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening. And it's a beautiful day.